0: No
1: one. Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Alberverde. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome to the latest edition of Locked on Gators, and hope everybody out there is staying safe, is washing their hands, and is practicing social distancing as we all adjust to life without sports, without schools, and a lot of other things to stop the spread of the coronavirus. I've had to adjust myself over the past few days as my kids have stopped going to school, and also our family babysitter, who was a UF student, has had to head back home. She can no longer be on campus, so a lot of changes that we've had to adjust to, and here on the lockdown. On Sports Network. We will continue to do podcasts. We will just move from five days a week to three days a week. Now, next week, my kids will have their spring break trip, so we won't have any episodes that week, but we'll crank things back up once again in April, and hopefully by the middle of the month. Things will start returning back to normal. April 15th is the date that the SEC set for all athletic activities to be suspended until. Now that could obviously be pushed back a little bit further. And we'll continue to monitor how things progress in the coming weeks. On today's show, we will recap all the news that happened over the weekend. How the Florida basketball team has been impacted as well as spring football. We'll discuss some UF recruiting tidbits and the comments from UF Athletics Director Scott Strickland. But let's begin with hoops, and that was the sport that kind of gave us the first sign that this coronavirus was going to have a serious impact on the sports world. They canceled the SEC men's basketball tournament, and now... The Gators have had two players leave the team since the season ended and both of them are big man Gorjak Gak and Dante Bassett have entered their names into the NCAA transfer portal. Gak's decision not much of a surprise. He left the team back at the end of December and with all of his injury issues that he's had the writing was on the wall that he was on his way out. Now he did reveal in his post to Twitter that he recently had surgery on his shoulder so that was a new development that we found out about so hope that he's able to heal up and get healthy. Gak averaged just two points per game and 2.1 rebounds in his four seasons at Florida. The news of Dante Bassett on Monday was a little bit more impactful. Now, he, like Gak, battled with some injuries this past season, but Dante was going to have an opportunity next year to really step up into a much bigger role with Kerry Blackshear Jr. on his way out, but he's decided to get a fresh start somewhere else. He only played in 17 games this past season, didn't start any of them, and he averages 1.2 points per game along with 1.7 rebounds. So the Gators certainly lose some depth in their front court with the departure of Dante along with Gak and Kerry Blackshear Jr., Big opportunity for Jason Jatobo next season, along with Omar Payne. We saw some flashes from both of those guys as freshmen. Jatobo played with more consistency down the stretch, but Payne had the breakout game against Auburn, and he's definitely a player that has a lot of potential and upside. So heading into his sophomore season, he will have to take that next step, and we're going to find out here in the coming weeks if some other Florida players are going to take the next step to the NBA as sophomores Andrew Nemhard and Keontae Johnson both will have decisions to make on their future. Nemhard decided to return for his sophomore season after considering the draft last year, and he finished the 2019-2020 campaign averaging 11.2 points per game along with 5.6 assists and 3 rebounds in 31 games played. All of them starts, and Keontae Johnson, a guy who really improved his stock this past season after he really wasn't on the NBA radar as a freshman, but he earned first-team All-SEC honors after leading UF in scoring with 14 points per game. He also averaged 7.1 rebounds, had several double-doubles throughout the year, and finished with 49 assists. 38 steals and 10 blocks on the season so he really put together an impressive year which is why he got those postseason accolades and now both he and Nemhard will have to decide whether they want to return to UF for their junior seasons or make that jump to the next level and a guy who also will probably have a decision to make is freshman Scotty Lewis. I think he's more likely to return for his sophomore season at Florida but he definitely showed flashes as a freshman, he's regarded as a high-level NBA prospect and his offensive game really developed over the course of the season. He finished averaging 8.5 points per game and grabbed 3.6 rebounds, but those stats really don't speak to the improvement that he made on the offensive end. And then defensively, he showed the type of player that he was all season. He led the team with 36 blocks, and he was also second on the team with 36 steals. We saw him make some ridiculously athletic plays on the defensive end and really could see why he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So now he's gonna have to sit back and evaluate where things are at. He's not projected right now as a first-round pick, but he'll likely get an invitation to the NBA Combine if he wants to put his name in the draft. So we'll see how things play out with Lewis, along with Nemhard or Johnson. But that's the news we'll be waiting on with this basketball team in the coming weeks. And we thought we'd be getting some news on the Florida football program with spring ball set to start late last week before the SEC canceled all athletic activities. Dan Mullen's team was still planning to practice this spring. They were going to close all of their open sessions to the public, but we're hoping to still get it in over the course of March and into April. But that is not going to happen now. And it's very unlikely that the Gators will even be able to have a shortened spring and kind of a scrimmage-like spring game. And that's going to be a missed opportunity for several players on the offensive and defensive side of the balls that were set to benefit from these 15 practices. Obviously quarterback Kyle Trask in his first spring as a starter and also trying to fend off Emory Jones as he tries to grow into a bigger role. And you also had the addition of early enrollee Anthony Richardson at the quarterback position. So this was going to be a really important time for him to get his feet wet in this offense. We know the Gators lost four senior receivers from this past season. So this was going to be an opportunity for guys like Trent Whittemore, Jamarcus Weston to try to take that next step and earn more reps in the receiver rotation for 2020. You also got a guy like Jordan Pouncy transferring in from Texas and this was going to be his chance to settle into the program, settle into the offense and just try to carve out a role if he's able to get immediate eligibility. But really nothing goes offensively without the line. We know that that unit is needed to make some improvements last season after the Gators were not able to run the ball on a consistent basis. And some of the young linemen that Florida has on its roster who will get a chance to start this season were going to need to make their case this spring. John Hevesy talked about how that is when the evaluation starts and then it carries over into the summer and into fall camp. So This is going to be 15 practices that those linemen don't have an opportunity to go out there and work with Hevesy and really get evaluated so that he can find the best seven or eight players that he can count on. And then moving over to the defensive side of the ball, certainly the loss of Jonathan Grenard at the buck position is a void that will have to be filled. You would think that Brenton Cox Jr. appears to be the front runner to take over that role, but now the Georgia transfer who sat out last season will have to wait even longer to hit the practice field and work with the first team defense on a full-time basis. You also have C.J. Henderson who's on his way to the NFL and the Gators were going to be able to use this spring to figure out how you replace him and maybe shake some things around in the secondary to get your best defensive backs on the field. You have David Reese second, their senior linebacker and leader on that side of the ball who is also head to the NFL. And spring was going to be a time to probably identify his replacement as well. So a lot of opportunities missed here for the Florida football team with spring ball no longer happening. And we'll continue to break this down in the coming weeks as far as how this affects the Gators heading into the 2020 season. When we come back from this first break, we're going to talk about how the suspension of recruiting has affected Florida's 2021 and 2021 classes. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show. Well, sports is not the only thing that has been stopped by the SEC and the NCAA. Recruiting is also dead for the time being, and prospects are not able to sign. National letters of intent, and here was the statement released on the NLI's official Twitter page. The NCAA adopted emergency legislation to establish a temporary recruiting dead period for all NCAA, Division I, and Division II sports, effective immediately and in effect until at least April 15th. Accordingly, the Collegiate Commissioners Association has suspended all national letter of intent signings until at least April 15th. This suspension will be reevaluated on or before that date. So that impacts obviously a few things. There will be no signings. There will be no spring evaluation period. Colleges will not be able to host recruits on campus for spring practices and obviously the spring game. And as it relates to Florida, most importantly, the prospects who still have not signed in the 2020 cycle are going to have their process prolonged even further. And I'm talking about Florida wide receiver commit Leonard Manuel, and five-star running back Zachary Evans. Both of those prospects were scheduled to take official visits to Florida on March 20th, and now those trips will not happen. Zachary Evans has obviously been a big name in the news as it relates to Florida football recruiting, and for weeks I've had fans asking me, what are the Gators' chances with Zach Evans? Can you put a percentage on the likelihood that he will end up a Gator? And I always told people, Let's see how his visit plays out. Let's see if he makes it to campus. Let's see if the trip goes well before we start to make predictions on where he's going to end up. Now, at the time, I said that because he was already planning to visit Florida once during the 2020 cycle, and he decided to cancel that trip. And this is a guy whose recruitment has been all over the place things change with him on a weekly basis. So you can never set anything in stone. Now, obviously the suspension of recruiting has halted his trip this time around and we'll have to see where things go from here. It was already established that he was not gonna be able to sign a letter of intent. He did that with UGA, they released him from it, so he wasn't gonna be able to sign another LOI anyway. Now the goal for Florida will be to get him to sign a financial aid agreement, but first he's gotta make it to Gainesville. And when that's gonna happen now, remains to be seen. You know that Dan Mullen and Tim Brewster and Greg Knox are not going to stop recruiting Evans and staying in contact with him. But will it be enough to keep him on ice until the suspension on recruiting is lifted? We'll have to find out. And we'll also have to find out where Leonard Manuel is going to end up. He's not going to be able to sign now on April 1st, which was when he was scheduled to make his final decision. That was the final day that 2020 recruits could sign their national letters of intent. So I don't know what happens to Manuel now. Obviously, the NCA will have to create a new time frame for him to put pen to paper but will it be with the Gators? He's a longtime member of Florida's 2020 class. He's a hometown product right from the 352. And he has a former teammate committed to UF and Trevante Rucker. There are a lot of signs that point to Gainesville. But he still has Ole Miss under consideration. And he took an official visit to check out the Rebels on January 24th. And they are still pushing for him along with Zachary Evans. So we could have some Florida Ole Miss battles playing out here down the stretch. And because of the suspension on recruiting, that's going to get dragged out. But the good news for the Gators as it relates to their 2021 class is that they have the top class in the SEC, one of the best in the country. And right before this recruiting suspension went into effect, they had a huge junior day weekend where they brought a ton of their top targets to campus. And they really impressed judging by all accounts. And now that event proves to be even more critical to the program than it initially appeared. Because with that visit taking place and no other programs being able to hold a junior day this spring, that trip to Gainesville is going to be the last thing on the mind of these prospects for several weeks. And that's going to work into Florida's favor. That's going to leave a lasting impression. And it's going to make those guys anxious to return back to Gainesville once they can. So I think Florida's 2021 class is in really great shape right now, heading into this NCAA suspension. And we'll see how things play out with Evans and Manuel once this is over. When we come back from this final break, we're going to bring you the comments from UF Athletics Director Scott Strickland. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Gators is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Gator fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Gator fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: Hi there, Gator Nation. As you probably are aware, the SEC made the decision to eliminate all team practice and workouts, both individual and team, voluntary or mandated. For the time being, as we continue to battle COVID-19 and make sure we take every necessary precaution to limit its spread. This is a challenging week for our student-athletes and our coaches, many of whom have worked their entire athletic career to put themselves in a position to compete at the University of Florida and represent the orange and blue, at least for, for the next few weeks, until April 15th at least, that opportunity is not going to be there. Our student athletes will continue to follow all campus guidelines regarding academics, Uh, Many of them will leave campus as as, is their choice. We'll have some who will stay, I'm sure. We'll continue to provide all kinds of academic support for them, in addition to uh, health support, make sure our sports health staff continues to support them and help them get through this difficult time. You know, as Gators, we are all about competition. We love to compete against the teams in the SEC and other teams across the country. Um, For the next few weeks, we're going to have to shift our focus, and all of us are going to have to come together to compete against this disease and try to limit the impact it has on our communities. Stay safe out there, and go Gators.
1: Those were the comments from Florida Athletics Director Scott Strickland. After the SEC made the decision to shut down all athletic activities until April 15th, and I thought that was a great point from Strickland about the athletes who no longer have something to wake up and compete for. You think about all the football players who've been training all throughout the offseason to get ready for spring ball. You think about the baseball and softball players, especially the seniors who were looking forward to this season coming up. It's a lot for them to go through. It's a lot for them to process. And worst of all, there's not a light at the end of the tunnel. There's not something that they can look forward to. And that's something that's going to be tough for them to deal with and Strickland discussed that mental health aspect in his press conference with the media, but he is encouraged by the fact that the NCAA is looking to get an extra year of eligibility for those players.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, there's a mental health component to this, and, and candidly, one of the reasons, even after the NCAA put out what they put out yesterday about canceling championships for the spring, <clears throat> my hope was, and I think naively so at the time, was, you know what, we can fire this thing back up at the end of April and and we can have a truncated season and we can we can still have an opportunity for our young people to compete and um, you start to step back as you know to my earlier comment about what's really important here what are the priorities uh, but then you, you start hearing some feedback from your coaches from them talking to their athletes uh, Tim Walton sent me a text and he had talked to some of his seniors you know he said if there's an opportunity he said they felt like if there's an opportunity to get their senior se- year back which I know the is taken some steps along those lines um, They came here to win national championships, not to play a truncated partial season. And they would rather wait and have the opportunity to come back and do that as opposed to trying to power through.
1: And it remains to be seen if and when those players will be able to suit up for the Gators again. And I think there was a hope that for the football players and spring ball and the baseball and softball players, that there would still be a way to make a season happen. But Strickland said that while he was in Nashville with the other ADs from around the SEC, the common sense meter kicked in, and they realized that they wouldn't be able to make these games happen.
0: There were some moments during this past week when uh, the common sense meter kind of kicked in, and it probably doesn't kick in as, as often as it should. But but um, you know we were talking about sending out something to our staff about all the things the CDC is encouraging people to do: wash your hands, social distancing. You guys are doing a pretty good job of that right here, right? Social distancing. And, and I, I said for a second, you know, uh, this was yesterday morning when we were still planning on playing a basketball game. I said, wait a minute, we're, we're going to send out something to our staff about social distancing. We're about to put five men on a court and have their body up against a bunch of young men from the University of Georgia for the next two hours. What are we doing? You know, that, that doesn't that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I had a, a text about that same time. This is before the SECADs got back together yesterday morning from uh, Roland Thornquist, our you know national championship uh, women's tennis coach. They were about to get on a bus to go to to Athens for for a match, and he said, "Hey, um, what happens if we get up there and one of our kids tests positive and we have to leave them up there for for two weeks?" You start you know you start peeling back those kind of of thought processes. That was kind of an eye-opening
1: comment on him that he made. As disappointing as it is for fans in Gator Nation and throughout the sports world to see things shut down, Strickland believes that the steps that they've taken now are going to help restore order at a quicker rate. And Strickland also discussed the financial impact that will come from the spring sports shutting down and the losses that the university will experience.
0: Yeah, I, we have not thought about that. And, and, you know, I I'm just going off of You know what we see and hear in the news right now as far as the unknown of of what's in front of us. But I I think that's a a great point as to why it's really important that we take the steps that we're taking. The the more drastic measures that can be taken as soon as possible, it does seem like we have a better chance of getting through this and returning to normal sooner than later, sooner than we would otherwise. Candidly, um, the revenue that that we would generate for our spring sports is is you know it's welcome, but it's it's not a significant number. You know we and we're going to work with our season ticket holders and and ticket holders in general for those sports to 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 refund through our ticket office. Um, Certainly any game now between now and April fifteenth, and if that gets extended, we'll we'll do the same.
1: That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we recapped all the news and updates that have happened regarding the Gators and the coronavirus. On the next show, we'll take a closer look at how the UF basketball program was impacted by not having the SEC tourney in March Madness. And this wraps up the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent edition of Locked On Draft Dudes. Have a great day and see you tomorrow.